Hello, everyone. Welcome to this month's Coffee Chat, month of November 2018. I have my coffee here. We have several other people here, many of which continued on from the previous Monero talk. So if you're joining us live and saw that, thank you for coming over and watching us here. I know that uh, I appreciate their ability to come and speak for another hour on other various Monero-related topics. So thank you to those that are coming over from the previous chat. But we're, if you've never been to a coffee chat before, we are just some of the Monero contributors in the space working on any number of Monero related projects. And we have this scheduled casual time to simply talk about Monero, what's going on without getting technical or anything. So I have on one of my screens, the chat, from uh, YouTube recorded. So if you have questions, make sure to ask them so we can what? we can go through them in chat. We have a large number of people here. We can go through introductions in a second. But again, thank you for everyone who is coming to speak with us uh, in the coffee chat. And thank you everyone for watching the coffee chat today. So introduction time. My name is Justin. I am the organizer of the Monero Community Work Group. And um, I'm also otherwise involved in the Monero ecosystem. Uh, the past few days, I've given a few talks on how you can evaluate privacy technology and implementations. I've done that with my local Minneapolis meetups that we have. I have a student group here on campus that we, uh, we have our events with. And uh, without further ado, I'm going to hand it over to Diego to introduce himself. Hello, everybody. My name is Diego. Most people know me as Rigar. Um, I am a guy that does stuff in Monero. What do I do? I do some website work. I do some design work. I um, try to stay interconnected with all of the little groups that are there so I can um, make sure that everybody uh, everybody knows what's going on with everybody else um, as much as they want to reveal. Uh, and uh, what, I guess that's it, right? Yeah, I don't do anything else. I run Cypher Market. You can go buy shirts at Cypher Market. We're going to have tote bags here pretty soon because people say proof of work is bad for the environment and people who use Bitcoin, they don't care about the environment. But if we get tote bags and we take them shopping, then we can not have to take their little plastic bags and contribute to that stuff. So, so we can prove them wrong. Just the tote bag suit. <laughs> I like the idea. Just a discre disclaimer that Diego and I both uh, have some connection to Cypher Market. Um, so obviously we think it's a good idea, but your mileage may vary. Um, next, we have uh, Vic. Vic, would you like to introduce yourself, please? Uh, yeah, uh, Vic Sharma. Um, I'm the creator, the founder of uh, Cake Wallet. Um, actually, it seems like my um, all my Monero gurus are on this chat. Uh, of course, Diego was the first one who reached out to me when we reached, uh, launched Cake Wallet. And you got Doug on the line. Doug also reached out to me. He was the first person I met in real life in the Monero community. And then um, Justin, when I started doing a lot of research on um, Monero, trying to learn everything, I would keep seeing Justin's name, uh, his articles, his presentations, his comments pop up. So I reached, for, I reached out to him, so uh, I'm glad all my three gurus are on online at the same time. 
it's good. So we're having a lot of fun with Cake Wallet. Um, it's been a great experience. Uh, great community's been supportive, and um, we keep growing. Excellent, Vic. Thanks. Um, this is your first coffee chat you're on, correct? It is. Awesome. We're very happy to have you on. Yeah. So if um, I violate any protocols, let me know. <laughs> I, I don't anticipate so. This is again pretty formal. We've had uh, we've had some really lively conversations in the past. Yeah. <laughs> All right, um, Andres, can you please introduce yourself? Hello, my name is Andres. I am part of the Monerullo team. I I do uh, UX uh, suggestions. Uh, I'm not the main designer. The main designer is is Valsal seven seven seven. Um, and I also do uh, the articles that try to explain <laughs> how uh, some features work and why they work the way they do. Um, what's the idea behind them as well? Uh, and I also work as an illustrator on the upcoming <laughs> uh, Mastery Monero book that is authored by, by Serhak. So that's coming pretty soon, as far as I know. Uh, so that's what I do mostly in the Monero community. Excellent, uh, Andres. It's likely that many people who have been in at least some involvement or have at least searched for something Monero related in the past have run into something that you've created in some way, whether it's your articles about explaining crazy paths in Monero mm -hmm. or um, hopefully in the future too, if they're, if they're reading the, the Monero, uh, the Mastery Monero book that should be published, hopefully in time for the Christmas purchasing season. That, that's what I'm pushing for, <laughs> see if that happens. Um, I think it's possible, yeah. Yeah, that's, I know it's possible, so I hope it actually occurs. That way we can get paperback yeah. books in everyone's, in everyone's stockings or, or whatever other holidays tradition you have uh, this year. All right, Doug. So you have interviewed maybe all of us on your <laughs> on your on your own talk initiative that you worked on. So can you introduce us? So can you, can you introduce yourself <laughs> here that is involved in the coffee chats? But I think this is the first coffee chat you're on. So we're happy to have you on. Um, again, sorry. Please introduce yourself. Yeah. Um, so I've actually been watching coffee chat from the first time you guys uh, went on. Uh, you're definitely my inspiration. Um, but yeah, no, I, I just uh, I just came on the scene. I wanted to just, uh, I kind of saw there, there was, I know you guys do the coffee chat. It was only a monthly thing. And I just wanted to try to do a show uh, where we have more of a, a weekly uh, a weekly show on what's going on in Monero. And it ended up turning into more of an interview-based show. Uh, as I find there's just a continuous stream of people to talk to. There's always new developments. Um, but yeah, I'm Doug. I'm at Shabungaman on Reddit and on Twitter, uh, running the Monero Talk Show. Uh, really enjoying it. And uh, thanks for having me on here. Sorry I never came on sooner. I guess I just thought I was never uh, I was never ready. Uh, but uh, yeah, thanks for having me on. And I didn't I didn't realize uh, you were working on the Monero book as well, Andre. We didn't talk about that. I didn't uh, I didn't realize that was one of your other pursuits. Uh, that's really mm -hmm. cool. 
No, absolutely. We're happy to have you on. We're, I'm glad that this is an inspiration for something. So see, we're getting somewhere. <laughs> yeah, it's, a, it's a great show. I wish you guys uh, did it more often, but I know it's it's hard to get everybody uh, everybody on, I'm sure. No, I, I think your contributions uh, in the interview, I mean, I'm sure that any sort of direction you want to take, this would be productive and, and beneficial. But I, I'm, I love watching the Monero Talk show generally. So... Awesome. I get a notification every time that a new video is posted, and I look forward when you eventually get it into podcast for, uh, format too, which I know you're working on. Um, yeah, we should have that any day now. We we, we just uploaded the videos. Thanks for uh, kind of walking us through the process, by the way. Um, yeah, I'll we'll have that up soon. <laughs> <laughs> um, excellent. Um, so we had a just move before we move on to the last introduction. So we had a quick question that came in chat asking if there will be a hard copy of Mastering Monero. The answer is yes. So we have m different mediums that Mastering Monero will be published. So you can get a PDF on MasteringMonero.com for free. It will not cost you anything. You can get the entire book for free. If you prefer to get a Kindle um, edition or another digital edition, you can get that on the Google Play Store or Amazon. Um, and potentially other stores too. And if you want an actual physical paperback mailed to you, you should be able to purchase that also. So it should be available in all of these distribution mediums. Um, perfect. So last but not least, we have M2049er. Let's see if their connection works out on, for them to introduce themselves. Hi, my name is M2049er, uh, a.k.a. Jimmy. I'm the uh, developer of Munoruyo, uh, the, the Android wallet, together with Andres, who's here today as well, and Gustav. And, uh, yeah. All right, welcome, everyone. So we really have a great panel of people here that are wallet developers and wallet UI, UX designers. So absolutely, any wallet questions, this is the chance you have to ask questions for us. Um, so uh, this is, again, supposed to be pretty informal. It's not supposed to be just asking you all questions. So if you have questions for each other, by all means, that's a, that's a great place I think we can take this to. Um, so... Uh, we have. I, I, I think the best thing that we can do here is we got Cake Wallet and we got Moneruyo, and so like we should just have them cat fight, you know? Just yeah. Just they could kind of do this little thingy, and the one who does it better <laughs> is the uh, is the winner here. But it's uh, but it's two against one. Yeah. So you got to do it twice it's as good. good. <laughs> it's two against kind one. Of it's not fair. Celebrity death match or something like that. Yes. Yeah. No, so so I, I would actually really just like to highlight both of these projects because both of these projects uh, really exemplify the passion of the people in Monero in different ways. So I'd like to brag on both Monero Yo and Cakewalla. I have been involved with both for uh, in varying capacities for a, a good amount of time. Um, you know, Monero Yo came first and it came because M2049er saw that there was no Android wallet for Monero and he's like, okay, well, I got the skills. I'm going to go ahead and make it myself and He did and it worked. It looked awful and uh, I knew of, I had seen a couple of posts for some different designers And so I contacted them like hey, would you guys be willing and contacted m 2049 I said hey Would you be willing to work with a designer and it all came together like that and so it was born out of a passion and an, and a, 
ability to do so. And then Vic with Cake Wallet came from the other direction where Vic himself doesn't necessarily have the, the ability to make this wallet, but he loved Monero and he has the means and he was able to say, you know what, uh, I, have, I have the resources to get something like this off the ground. And so he came around himself that built this wallet out. And after listening to the community, it was, it was launched closed source, but after listening to the community, he open sourced it up. And because he, he, uh, he was so willing to take on the ethos of the community, e even if, and this, this, is what, this is why it's so critical for the community to be opening, to be open, sorry, because he didn't come with closed source software, and he can elaborate on this later, out of malice, like uh, trying to actively go against the community, he came out of ignorance. And then he was more than willing to speak with me about all these things and just absorb all this into himself and into his project. And he opened it. And uh, so, so the kind of coming out, out from two different ways, um, but both both projects really just show people who are just passionate about Monero and privacy and and willing to learn and willing to make mistakes and willing to listen to the community and and just make something that better's the ecosystem altogether. So I. I it's, to me, that's really awesome, and, and both projects just show how motivated and passionate the people of Monero are. I second that. <laughs> Yay! So we actually have another guest that's joining us. Um, so someone, someone was watching the coffee chat and got a little, got a little jealous that we we're having every other wallet represented here. So we actually have the full-time contributor to the official Monero, Monero GUI wallet here, uh, DSC. So DSC, can you please introduce yourself for everyone here? Uh, is this my microphone working? It, yeah, it works, but quiet. it's very quiet. Oh, shit. Um, yeah, my name is DSC. I've been involved in, uh, in Monero for quite some time. Work on the, on the GUI wallet, and that's about it. Is it better now? Background noise though. Um, so I'd recommend muting when you're not talking, but we can we can totally hear you now. So that's great. All right, well, um, that, that was about it. Yeah, well, we're, we're really happy to have you on. Is, is this the first time you are um, speaking with people directly in this sort of manner? Yes, yes, first time for me. Awesome. Well, again, we're happy to have you on the coffee chat. So really, 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 again, Chad, if you have any wallet question whatsoever, we have literally the entire show here. This didn't, I didn't think this morning that this would be the wallet show, but it really is. It's, we have some of the best uh, cryptocurrency wallet designers here. Um, we need a Windows phone wallet. We need <laughs> Windows phone. <laughs> I should add that I have nothing nice to say about the GUI wallet and DSC. They don't show the passion. They don't. Show, I'm just kidding. These guys like they they work tirelessly <laughs> day and night to get this stuff out. So um, they're they're awesome people as well. Awesome. So I think since this is a wallet focus group, um, <laughs> we can sort of move the discussion at least a little bit, especially around wallet UI and UX, because I know that's a major concern that people generally have. They want wallets that have many privacy and security features of Monero. They obviously want to take advantage of Monero. They're using Monero for a reason compared to Bitcoin. 
or other cryptocurrencies. But what are some of the challenges that Cake Wallet, the, the GUI, and, um, and um, Motorio experience in terms of designing a great user experience and, and a user interface for people? And what are some of the next, what are the, some of the major pain points that users have really expressed for your wallets? I'm sure that in chat, people will express some other grievances. <laughs> but what do you what have you seen as some of the recurring issues that you've really spent a lot of time thinking about how to tackle these and how to make a better user experience for people while making the fewest trade-offs to security privacy and other and other major reasons people have for using Monero in the first place and we can just go through a sort of whoever speaks up can grab this question and run with it <laughs> Okay, Vic, you're raising your hand. Go ahead. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, as, as far as our philosophy when we started building this wallet was, you know, what I saw was Monero is hard to use. It's hard, you know, for regular people, it's hard to use. So we wanted to make a tool to make it really accessible um, for anyone just to download an app, start using it right away. Um, the challenge we have I guess everybody, maybe Monaruho or everybody has it, or maybe I just don't understand it, is, and I get this question every day in email or Telegram or, or, or Twitter, is everybody saying, hey, I, I had five Monero and I just sent one and now my balance shows zero. I'm not able to send the next Monero. I think that, I mean, I know that's not a wallet issue, but that's a Monero issue. And um, I don't know how to solve that, of course. Uh, I think that's a more core dev question. But um, getting back to the wallet, yeah, I think, you know, we wanted to simplify, keep simplifying, keep simplifying. And I think now we've maybe simplified it too much where too many things are hidden. So we may go backwards a little bit and open things up. Um, in terms of privacy, I mean, giving uh, ease of use and not losing the privacy question, that's something we debate about all the time because I don't know if you, if anybody follows our Twitter or Telegram, people want a lot of features and other users don't want all those features because they feel it'll compromise security and privacy. So somehow we have to find that balance to be able to provide users ease of use. You know, they want to be able to store things. Other users say, no, if you store things, I'm never going to use your app again. Um, if you saw one of my tweets, early on maybe a month ago where one user is saying, how do I know you guys aren't stealing my seed and saving it somewhere? And two minutes later, another user is saying, hey, don't you guys save my seed somewhere? I've lost it, you know? So, so we have to, I think everybody feels, everybody, all wallet makers are, are probably facing these same challenges to find that perfect intersection of usability and continuing to maintain that privacy. So those are the challenges we face on a daily basis. Sorry, my daughter is talking on the phone. <laughs> so yeah, that's my spiel. Thanks, Vic. So I've I received word that um, apparently the block folio notification I've sent has been sent to people's notifications several times. So I, I promise I've only sent one to everyone in the chat, uh, <laughs> but I personally received three of them. So oh, that's you. Okay. I'll, I'll be, I'll be, I'll be following <laughs> in that regard. Um, so in the meantime, continue with this conversation. Um, I'll still be listening to you all. Yeah. 
so that's my spiel. I mean, that's, those are the challenges we see and we want to continue trying to make it easier and easier for everyone to use. And, you know, Mona Rivo talked in the, um, on Doug's show about the node issue. And yeah, that is, uh, you know, we recognize that early on and that's why we did put in some sort of node testing and node auto switching. Does it work perfectly? No, you know, it can be improved. So that's another challenge as, as we're facing as well. Um, yeah, I mean, I guess one of the features we could add and, and Mona Rujo mentioned, and so I'm stealing your ideas, guys, is in our auto node switching to be able to actually turn off nodes that you don't want to switch to, that you know give you problems or, or not give you problems. So that's something we could do. Right now, you have a whole list, right? You can add your nodes. We've got some pre-entered uh, nodes in there. And uh, it'll try to switch between all of those. But I think that's a good idea with Monero, I said earlier today, is, is to maybe make a favorites list or some kind of a, a limited list. So let's say you only want to work with three or four nodes, so you can just stick to those three or four. Um, so the node issues when the... Monero being locked up for 20 minutes, that's another issue, but that's not a wallet issue, I don't think. So I'll stop there. There's there's a like a, a typical problem and, and question that could be solved by just people writing down their seed. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> it sounds very, very, very basic at this point, but but really people write down your seed because all the, the rest of the features and Monerullo uses like what we call crazy pass, but it, it, it's encrypted on the phone. Uh, we, we do everything as much as possible to make it like very safe. Okay, but okay. at the same time, the more the more that you make that you make it safe, uh, the more that a regular user can can be locked out of their phones, uh, the funds. So. This is your house. <laughs> yes, yes, I'm at home now. It's like a tour. <laughs> My daughter was talking on, on, on some other call, so I moved here. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, it's, it was it was just that. Uh, that apart from the no, the no, the no thing is, is very difficult. I, I already told in the in the in the Monero talk uh, show that that for people that is that are not used to to truly decentralized what in a way they don't understand what the nodes do or what they are for and what do they have to to do in the screen and if you follow that path a lot you end up with a wallet or an app that looks like a tutorial you know <laughs> with a lot of texts and with a lot of explanations and that's a tricky balance to to achieve um as for the official GUI wallets like the same kind of problems there. Uh, we want to make it easy for people to use Monero, but the other, on the other hand, we don't want to compromise uh, uh, privacy of, of our users. Uh, so right now we are, and when I say we, uh, I mean the GUI contributors are thinking about providing in like an easier uh, mode that the wallet can uh, run in uh, where it's easier to use Monero. So it might default to certain remote nodes or something and the interface could be uh, stripped down to only sending and receiving and uh, transaction history. Uh, but it's a constant struggle of wanting to provide a better experience, but not uh, compromising the security of the users. 
and and I think th this speaks to well. Th there's there's several major talking points here, and I think it'd be interesting to get uh, the different wallet people's perspective on these different things. So there is this seesaw, this balance between uh, security and privacy and convenience, and th there always will be. For example, the the better you make your password, the harder it's going to be to remember. Um, but if you don't make it good, then you're just you know you're asking to be hacked. So there's always this security privacy versus uh, convenience uh, compromise stuff that needs to happen. Um, but as well, there's the issue that there's power users versus noob users. And, and I don't know how many people realize this, but this is an actual uh, issue within the community that some people are like, okay, well, like let's take the GUI for example. Um, it's not simple, it's got a lot of um, features in it that maybe it doesn't need to to send, receive, or manage your Monero. It's got other stuff in there, which is great. Um, but that means that it's more for power users because what this means is that uh, a noob is going to download this. They're not going to understand all of the options, and they're going to get scared. And this is just the way that users are. This is just the way that they are, and there's no going around this. And really, there's no arguing this either. Um, they're they're going to see all these options. They're like, I don't know what any of these things are. I just want to receive and manage. Monero, but there does need to be easier options than something like the command line for people that do want all of these uh, power user features. Um, there are going to be those people. They are going to want to prove their transactions. They are going to want to verify them and you know be able to do it locally within the wallet. Um, so this is another spectrum that the more the more new friendly you make things, the more you set defaults and make them unchangeable. The more power you take from the users to be able to do those things themselves or set those options themselves should they want to. Um, and that's, uh, I mean, that's what open source is all about, is giving all the power back to the users to do this type of thing. But then when we keep talking about mass adoption, um, the more features we add, the more, the more complicated our things are to use, the less likely that it is to get mass adopted. And I think there's room in the ecosystem. I'm like, I'm not advocating we should change the GUI, we should change Monero, we should change whatever. To, to, to simplify all these things, I'm saying that there needs to be a number of wallets, one that you can give to your grandmother and one that I myself would use, you know, and it's to and as long as they work with each other, they can scan each other's QR codes, they can send to each other's addresses, like it, it's not a big deal. And uh, it's just because of the limited resources. So like people keep saying, like uh, the UX, when is it going to get better? The UX of the GUI, the GUI is too complicated. The GUI is too this. When is it going to improve? When they say improve, it's it's very undefined. Really, what they're main, saying is it needs to be simpler to use. Um, and what that means is fewer features. It, everything just needs to be streamlined. But I disagree that the GUI needs to be improved in that way. It's doing its job. Um, should, could the UX improve? Could the could the work user flows for all of those features improve? Of course they could. Um, but like in terms of sim radically sim radical simplification, it, it, it sh I don't think that it should. And the last thing I want to talk about, I apologize for talking so much, uh, is there was a question about the purism, uh, like the Librem five stuff like that. And I'm actually one of the people that I'm actually the person that is working on bringing Monero to the Librem five platform. Uh, and there was a link provided inside of the chat if you wanted to look at that. And we, we um, me, my little design firm that I own, we decided to take on two challenges, not just to make a, a, um, a new wallet, both desktop and mobile, for uh, the, the Librem line of laptops that will ship by default with them, which is very exciting. But we also 
thought we wanted to make a um, this radically simple wallet that is, we, I call it the SRM core, send, receive, manage, SRM. Anything that is not in the SRM core is not in the wallet by default. Um, and it's, it's, it's a challenge because there's, like Vic, like Vic suggested, that Monero itself has really, really bad UX. Just at a, at a core level of using the software, like getting change back is something you have to explain. Like, where's my Monero, like Vic said. There's a lot of things about Monero that is just so unwieldy, like the long address, the, the change aspect. It's, it's so difficult for the uneducated person. And so we're trying to optimize that as much as possible so that way you don't need to know all that stuff. You can still use Monero. It, it's really tough. And it, each of these wallets is trying to go about it in a different way. And that's the exciting part is that there's so many experiments going on. Monero is doing it one way. Cake Wallet's doing it another way. Edge Wallet's doing it another way. And we're all seeing, okay, what stuff is working? What stuff is not working? Where are people getting confused? And we can all learn from each other about how to make a better experience for everybody. Um, and I, like Monero, learned a lot from the GUI, where people kept saying, well, we don't like this about the GUI. We don't like this about the GUI. So they decided to implement it one way. Um, anyway, I'm going to stop talking. I've been talking too long, but uh, yeah, it's just, it's great to see all this exper UX experimentation happening on all these different platforms, on, on all these different types of wallets, and seeing what is working and what is not, because it's a, it's a difficult, difficult, difficult problem. And it's not going to be made easier at the snap of a finger just because of the base technology we're working with. Mm -hmm. All right, so does anyone want to jump in a quick point or do you want me to launch no, this question out for you all? What I was saying is that just by the decentralized nature of, of Monero itself and how the community works and how the, the, the different teams of the wallets work, that like, it, it's like sometimes it's difficult to come up with standards in the way of the metaphors that we use on the on the UI and of the naming of things, but eventually it emerges, right? But just by usage, and and once I think one once a feature is like commonly used in, in everywhere, like in the GUI, in, in Monerullo or in Cake Wallet, uh, and it's it's called the same, and people are, are is expecting expecting it to be in, in the same place, even in, in the UI, uh, things, things improve even for the, for the new user. But as it's all, it's all decentralized, it's, it's difficult to, to, to organize. That's what I meant. I would like to add a, a small point that uh, it's, I think it's important. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. I think it's important for the project Monorio or or GUI or Cake or whatever to know why this this application exists, who who the users are, and what they want to be doing with it. So for Monorio, we have defined that for ourselves, and everything we we add, we we check does this fit to the users we want to have this. Of course, the official GUI. Um, has no luck because they have to do everything, maybe. Because always we're saying, okay, this is an advanced feature. If people really want to, for example, transfer to three different accounts in one transaction, this is not what Monoruya is for. 
please use the command line client for this because those are advanced features. So we have defined for ourselves, of course, it's a flexible definition, but we've defined for ourselves, this is what we want our product to be. And we verify everything that we do against this picture we have in our heads and uh, try to to reduce to the max, uh, if, you, if you remember that slogan. Hey, with all these uh, all these wallet makers online, can you guys hear me? Yep. Yeah. With all these wallet makers online, I actually asked uh, Paul from My Monero to come on, and he said he's too busy, but uh, he says hi, and he wants to definitely come on sometime and explain how My Monero works. So just uh, just just I just messaged him. So he says hello. That's the message. My Monero is is pretty fantastic in terms of user experience. If you if you download the desktop wallets, um, uh, if you go to the GitHub and download the desktop wallets, like it's it's a breeze to use. It's glorious. So uh, I, I think it is my opinion that every all, everybody here should be using everybody's wallets just to kind of see how they do things, and so they can kind of gossip behind their back about how everyone's doing things wrong except for them. Uh, so that yeah, that's that's the way that we should do things here in Monero. Yes, and provide feedback, please. Give us voluntary feedback. Absolutely. So I have a I have an interesting question. So Monero is making a big push generally for people to use sub addresses because they offer more privacy for users. And we're not going to get into what sub addresses are in this chat or why they're necessarily better, but um, it's important for people to understand that using sub addresses helps their privacy. Uh, compared to using a standard address or even using the old super cumbersome payment ID type system. So as wallet designers, how do you handle these sub addresses in a way that a user understands? Do you sort of, what, what sort of behavior, what sort of features do you enable in the wallet in order for users to take the best like basically the take advantage of these sub addresses without getting bogged down in a, in a very complicated UI or an unfriendly UX. Where do you want to go? Anyone. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know if you guys have used uh, cake wallet, but we've tried to, Again, not hide it, but uh, you know, for a, a normal everyday user, they're using their main address. That's fine. Um, but from our end, to simplify it and not just have it, you know, uh, as uh, Diego was saying, you know, these long addresses. In Cake Wallet, you can actually give a name to each sub address you create. Um, you, know, you can call it Justin One, Justin Two, or Doug One, Doug Two, whatever. You can just name it whatever. So again, that was that was again a step to um, make it user friendly. Um, it's not right there on the main receive screen. It is one more step, uh, but once you get to it, you can create as many sub addresses as you want, and you can switch between any of them that you've created. You can choose whichever one you want to use, and and by name, which I thought was very important to have again to give a name to each one, so you remember. Oh, I use this one for Binance, or I use this one for my weed. I'm just kidding, but. <laughs> So, so that's how we handled it. 
We are using. For, we are using. Yeah, please, Dimi. Okay, uh, for for me, I think accounts is one of the most fantastic features of Monero, because all of a sudden we have one wallet, and it's actually a lot of wallets. You sync once, and you have all your wallets synced. So actually, you don't, as a normal person, uh, without any special kind of requirements, you can use one wallet and use accounts to separate, um, well, your accounts, as, as the name says it. So basically, instead of having lots of wallets, you're going to have one, uh, one wallet with a lot of accounts, which, is, which are always synced, which is which neat. Uh, our take on the sub addresses was a, is a bit different than Cake uh, just described. We decided to go with a way that uh, sub addresses are uh, one time addresses. So you can just give out one time addresses. Internally, they're also stored with a name. Uh, at this point in time, we don't have any possibility to actually see a list of the addresses that you have used because they are one time addresses. Uh, what I want to be doing in the next couple of months is to actually make an info screen so that you can actually see which sub-addresses you've used. Uh, but the idea is not to the idea is not to reuse those sub-addresses. You will be probably be able to copy them and uh, reuse them, but that's not the main aim. Uh, yeah, I think uh, again, accounts are a great thing. You can name them. They have their own balances. They're just incredible. And, and this is exactly what I'm talking about, where we see the, the same feature being used in two different ways. And we're kind of seeing, you know, and maybe maybe some more research will be done and there will be privacy implications on one versus the other or something like that. But, you know, we're, at the moment, we're kind of seeing, OK, how are users going to use this? And, and, and what is the what is the end result of implementing a feature in this way versus that way? So this, this is actually a very exciting time for Monero where we have this very versatile technology that can be used in several different ways. And we're, we're trying to find out, and there, there's nothing to say that these different uh, ways can, that one will win over the other. You know, maybe there will be always a bunch of users that want to be able to reuse their sub addresses. And I can see, I can see a situation in which this might be the case where I have uh, Diego Salazar alias and I have Rar alias online. And let's say, let's pretend that people don't know that I'm the same person. I just want one. I just want to sync one wallet. I just want to keep one set of private keys. So I make two different sub addresses, one for Rar, And every time I post that, please donate to me here. Please donate to me here. Everyone knows, okay, this is actually going to Rar. Or I can put it as an open alias because if you have to keep generating sub addresses, then you can't use open alias that well. So there's use cases for reusing it, but there's also definitely reuse ca use cases for generating a new sub address each time just so there's no linkability. Um, so it's, it's really exciting just how versatile this technology really is and how many use cases it really covers. It's, it's amazing. Like Monero is just, it, it's, it's so broad and it's so deep in, in the amount of uh, people that it can help and the amount of uh, use cases it can, it can really fill. So uh, yeah, that, that's that's something really cool. I have a, I have a question for the wallet people, if if I may. Uh, before you jump in, can we have DSC's DSC's take on this? That's right. I, I keep forgetting because he's here because DSC, he's, yeah, because DSC uh, works on the official GUI wallet, and I feel like they're. Uh, I would be great if they could speak to the challenges of balancing 
essentially a full featured sort of GUI wallet that needs to be power user focused and how you address a lot and how that goes towards addressing a lot of the challenges and designing the GUI, especially in relation to how the sub address feature has been implemented there. All right, tough question. Um, right now we're following the cake approach where you can just uh, create uh, new sub addresses sub addresses and name them but uh it gets kind of chaotic when you for example have four thousand sub addresses there's no way to organize them or uh whatever uh so it could be better at this uh at this point uh we're not sure how to move forward with with this at this moment i'll be honest with that uh one of the low-hanging fruits for me would be to uh code a function where you can at least search uh for a specific kind of sub address but um mm, yeah i don't really have a clear idea of where i want to uh, take the sub addresses to towards to all right thanks uh diego on to your question On to my question. Okay, so my question is for everybody, um, and it, it it doesn't have a whole lot to do with wallet creators and the wallets themselves, but it has a lot to do with the the ecosystem that is built around wallets. And this question, it's something I've brought up several times before, is that uh, right now most of the mobile wallets and the GUI uh, uh, remote nodes and stuff rely on open public nodes, and it's just this this ever encroaching idea that altruism does not scale. So with the current amount of Monero users that we have, the amount of open public nodes may be enough to serve them. But if Monero ever gets the, the fabled quote unquote mass adoption, the amount of open public nodes that we have would not have the bandwidth, would not have the resources necessary to be showing everybody how to, to be servicing all these people on all these different wallets. So this, this idea that at some point there's going to have to be businesses like let's say i make an open source wallet and I, I make a business model where um you know you can use the wallet for free but you can pay for premium and you can just not have to mess with remote nodes or mess with any of that you just automatically connect to my node that i made for my business for people who paid for premium basically because as as the number of users gets bigger and if the number of open public nodes nodes remains stagnant then the, everyone's connection is going to be slower. Some people will not be able to afford to run these open public nodes anymore just because of the high amount of traffic that they're getting. Um, altruism doesn't scale, and there's going to be some sort. There's going to need to be some sort of business model where um, where people will be compensated for being able to run these nodes. And I know this is not a popular idea, but this is the reality of the world that we live in. We don't live in an ideal world. We live in this one, planet Earth, and it sucks for a lot of reasons. But it's what we got. So just kind of talking with the, the difference, uh, Cake Wallet is a business, but they have chosen not yet to go that route. Minerio is not a business, so they couldn't necessarily go that route even if they wanted to, although we kind of tam tampered and experimented with having a server that if you donate a certain amount of money or something, maybe you can have access to, right? Um, and then the GUI is obviously just complete open source software that is not affiliated with, uh, you know, 
anyway. Uh, and my Monero is a business as well. So th there's different business models, I guess, that can happen with this. But just what is everybody's thoughts on this thought that altruism doesn't scale? And it's 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 a real concern for our future um, in, in terms of wallet creation and wallet ecosystems. Okay, I'll, I'll, I'll bite. <laughs> uh, I'm not sure that's really true that altruism doesn't scale. Um, I think that when, when more businesses uh, adopt Monero and uh, so you have more users in the end, those businesses can supply nodes which are in public nodes. So I think they, it will scale to, to some degree. It will not scale when the whole world is only doing Monero. But then again, maybe they will, and maybe everyone will have, as we discussed with Doug today, um, a Monero node running on the phones, and you will have just have, I don't know, 8 billion Monero nodes, which are all synced together. So, yes, um, it's difficult, as you said. Um, I think you hit on a lot of different points, Diego. Um, just speaking in terms of just crypto in general i do think nodes should get paid there should be some incentive miners get paid so nodes are also providing a service and i think they should get some fee there should be a a model i feel and that would incentivize people to run their own nodes so that's kind of more of a broader picture but in terms of wallets you know, we started running our own node. I mean, that's the first node you connect with when you go on Cake Wallet. Um, not because, you know, we wanted to, yeah, of course we wanted to do something for the community, but main reason was because the other nodes weren't up, upgrading or updating their libraries at the same time. And then, you know, we got 13.01 running on ours and somebody's running still the old version. Then we're getting messages, hey, I can't connect to this node. So we said, you know what, screw it. Let's just, uh, so in the last the last version is the first version, we have our own node. So it's more out of necessity and to just make the wallet run smoother. Um, yeah, you have the option to switch from that. Um, but uh, yeah, and it's a cost for us. I mean, to run our own node, we're running it on, you know, Amazon, AWS. And, um, but to make the wallet reliable, uh, we felt we need to have a node that matches with the same, uh, software that's on the uh, on the app on the wallet. So yeah, so nodes should get paid. I feel, especially because we're running one. <laughs> How about these uh, these the plug and play nodes that we've been hearing about? I saw a post on Reddit. I've heard people talking about it in the past. Um, not even so much getting paid to run a node, but I I would I would pay to buy one of those boxes and just plug it in my house. Um, I think it kind of you could really kind of motivate the community to get behind that if you make them cheap enough, um, and if it's as simple as you know taking it out of the box and plugging it in your wall and hooking it up to your internet. Um, I think there would be a lot of demand there because uh, everybody understands uh, the importance of a decentralized system here, and it'd be a quick, easy way to kind of participate. I myself don't run a don't run a full node. Um, I'm just I'm kind of a luddite, even though I've been in crypto for quite some time. I've I've never gotten that deep into it on a technical level. Uh, 
And that's not something I'd really want to like tangle with. But if it's something where I could just, you know, pay, you know, 30 bucks, 40 bucks, uh, have it shipped to my house and plug it in the wall, I know that's something I would be excited to, uh, to do and kind of wear as a badge of honor. Uh, somebody comes over your house to see your little Monero node running. Um, I think you'd be surprised. I think there'd be quite a few people in the community that would that would be into that, especially if it becomes uh, it's about that would be kind of about supporting the network on a whole, and then also improving your own security because you'd be able to run, uh, you know, your Cake wallet or your your Monero wallet uh, off your own personal node that you would feel more secure about. So, I mean, what do you what do you guys think about those projects that we're seeing pop up about these kind of uh, you know, uh, plug and play nodes. You think that's something that, that could actually happen and be, be, be made sexy enough and easy enough where people would just buy them and plug them in. I, I think, I think it would really help. I think it wouldn't hurt to begin with. Uh, but then once again, something that you mentioned is like, I, I would be willing to run this and kind of have it as a badge of honor. Well, there's going to be a lot of people that aren't going to be motivated to you to have a badge of honor. If you look at the U S dollar, I don't want to have to pay, $150 to be able to use the US dollar in the most secure, best way possible. I just get paid in dollars and I go to the store and I buy my eggs, right? So um, I think uh, this idea to use Monero, you gotta, you know, obviously you don't have to buy this thing, but like tease it, is it in an easier way or something? I, I think this is a, a hurdle that people are, are hand waving away, sweeping under the rug a little too easily. Um, I think mm -hmm. that, that, that because we're all idealists, most of us here are staunch idealists, we, it's hard for us to fathom a people that, that really don't care. But the truth is 99% of the people in this world really do not care. They do not care about Monero. If Monero is a tool that will enrich their lives and make it so that way they can buy their stuff easier and, and spend stuff easier, then they will use it. If it gets too complicated, they won't think twice about leaving it behind. This is, this is the reality. And uh, I am I, I, I am totally with you, man. Like if there was one of those nodes, I'd plug it into my place and, and I'm sure a lot of people would. And I'm sure on the spectrum of people that don't care entirely and are that idealists, you know, we could actually target some of those kind of middle ground people like, oh, look, you can just plug this in. And so it would help. It really would. But like all the people on the other side of the spectrum that don't care at all, they're not going to want, they're like, why should I be spending this money? Like, um, that's my honest I think probably in the end we, we will end up with something similar to web hosting, right? That you have like free free hosting and has like pop-ups and works not very reliable and all that. But you nowadays it's very common that you know that you you want to have a website, you have to pay a few bucks a month uh, to use it. So probably in the future, we will see like uh, professional nodes uh, popping up that you pay one dollar, two dollars per month, and you can use it. You have your your own user, and you know, and works fast and and it's easy to use. Because even I think even if we rely on businesses uh, setting up nodes for 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 Monero, they will probably just keep it closed and. And use it for themselves because if they need it, they want they want it to be very fast and very reliable, and not everybody is using it. So I think we will end up with something paid for for that service. I, I think the ideal is similar to what we have now in that 
But like if we look at public transportation, you have some that's kind of subsidized or run by the government, right? And then you've got some private businesses like taxis that you can hire. Like really, we have to start looking at the Monero network as a as an infrastructure uh, that is going to require some company business buy-in, some public buy-in, whether that's through governmental institutions and stuff, and some and some people, you know, in terms of transportation, will purchase their own car. And that's how they will get around. They won't use public transportation mm -hmm. provided by anybody. They'll buy their own car. Um, but not everyone is going to be able to do that. And so I, I think targeting all of these areas is massively important. And right now, we're basically just relying on altruism and not a lot of businesses and not, not a lot of public infrastructure, which is fine for our current level of user, uh, of current level of Monero users. But at some point, we're going to we're going to scale way past that. Like, and you can think. Uh, yeah, it's just it's just the idea. It, going back to my analogy of everybody purchasing their own car and then offering to give free rides to everybody around them that needs it. That's that's the altruism thing. And I don't have time for that. And not everybody here has time for that. Not everybody has money to buy their own car. But maybe um, that's the solution. The solution is the the appliances that we talked about earlier. The appliances know that you can buy for whatever 40, 50 bucks, and uh, you can use it yourself. But it has a built-in um, application where people using it pay. So you would buy this appliance, you would run it, and people pay like the, the web, web hosting idea a couple of bucks for using it a month. So it would be a business model for people to actually run nodes in a, in a simple manner. So anyone could buy it. You plug it in, it's always up to date, it's always working well, and it's just a, a separate small maybe but revenue stream so you have the incentive mm -hmm. of running it maintaining the network and it's not a big deal for anyone to well to use it or to or to run it i think the running aspect is also very important it has to be simple it has to be simple but you know the um that that's true if i could add something the other the other long-term bigger picture is that we're thinking of all these things in today's technology again. And as uh, M, uh, what is M2049er said in the previous chat before this, that yeah, ideally at some day we'll be able to do all this on our phones and we won't need remote nodes. I mean, you just think of the Monero blockchain, how we found a way to reduce it by 80%. You know, next year, some other PhD guy, we don't know. So again, we're thinking of all these things, putting our own nodes, doing all these things based on today's technology. If something new happens tomorrow, phones are getting faster, internet connections getting faster, space on your phones becoming bigger. Again, we may find another way next year to reduce the uh, blockchain by another 80%. Mm -hmm. um, so I, I, I would not like to see the path of asking people to run their nodes and do all these things. I think it's gonna, it's actually bad for Monero. It's bad for cryptocurrency when you're asking everyday users when they can just open up their Chase app and uh, or Venmo or PayPal and without doing all this other shit, they could just send money anywhere they want. And now asking people to run their own hardware and all that, I'm I'm not in favor of it. Sorry to be harsh. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we're running a, we're running low on time. I again appreciate all of you for coming here. Um, everyone in chat, make sure to get your last few comments in uh, so that uh, we can we can cover any material in the last few minutes that we have. Um, but for the wallet uh, creators, I know there's a lot of focus on ways that 
you've dealt with challenges and ways that you sort of improve things. On, on maybe a, a more feel-good note, what really motivates you to continue working on these wallets um, every day? Is there some sort of altruistic um, incentive there? And what are some of the, have you like stopped and thought about the real impact you're having to people as you're designing these wallets to what, what impact you're really giving to the world? And again, we can go in any order here for which wallet, <laughs> which wallet contributor wants to jump up and explain first. Um, I'll bite. Uh, for me personally, um, I want to empower people to have financial freedom. Um, Monero is the correct uh, cryptocurrency for that. Um, <clears throat> Yeah, that's about it, basically. That's my motivation. So I quit my job recently, and I want to work full-time on the GUI, make it better. That's what I'm motivated about. I agree with this 100%. Yeah, for uh, for me, the motivation is, of course, the tech. It's a great experiment. Uh, you know, I want to be part of this. Um, but the human side of it is I, I like getting emails I love getting these emails or somebody saying that they're able to send money back to their mom in some other country and it's so easy and thanks for Cake Wallet and uh, that's really a good feeling. Yeah, myself, my, myself I, I'm not the coder, but um, I live in a country that has always devaluation and inflation. <laughs> and all those shit together uh, at the same time. Uh, so for me, the use case for Monero is really clear. And the wallet is the way that we can put that technology in the hands of as many people as possible in their daily lives. So it, it really, it makes me really happy to be able to be a part of something that really can make a difference in, in this in this regard in the world. All right, thank you again, everyone. Does anyone have any closing thoughts, any last questions for any of our coffee chat participants here? None? Love you all. Love you all, you're the heart and soul of Monero. <laughs> No, 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 that's you. He's the puppet master. All right, in that case, thank you everyone for coming to uh, participate in the coffee chat today. Thanks again, everyone, for participating on YouTube. We appreciate having you all here. Um, stay tuned for next month's coffee chat, where we should focus. I don't know if it'll be focused on, other, on another topic. I probably will not know until the day of, depending on who's able to come and appear on those. Uh, but again, we're really happy to have you all. Um, take care, everyone. Have a great Bye. rest of your day. Thanks a lot.